Hey y'all, today we're covering a little bit of loss, uh, seasons of loss, but also these like seasons of expectations and transitions, and I'm going to cover transitions bigger tomorrow because, ugh, they're so beautiful and amazing, and leveling up is this like delicious and complicated process. Um, so we're going to talk through signals that you're in that moment and we won't get into it today. But today we're really discovering this idea that it's worth navigating the world. Knowing, like removing the pride and the ego that says to protect yourself from that and knowing what's true to you. Like if you're excited, even with a loss then you should be excited about it. And know that a loss isn't something to be embarrassed about as much as it is something to wear with pride so long as you show up again to get it right the next time. That's it. And maybe there are instances where that can't happen. And... So long as you went at it with everything that you had, there's no reason to hang your head if you came up short. Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But... This podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life. And we're just starting into season three, and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur, creative, vibes that are going out into this world. And the more that I get to experience that, the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, 
Hey y'all, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast. Let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. And I want to remind all of us, even though we certainly know, that this is vital because the work that we're doing here means there are going to be seasons, y'all. I don't know why I just said y'all. We are not from Texas, certainly not, but it just, it came out. Okay, there are going to be seasons entire seasons. Seasons that act, look, and feel like lifetimes. And you'll be okay. And you'll wake up and you'll still want to win and you'll still want to live and you'll do the thing, whatever that is. And greatness grounding is one of the best ways to continue that fight to continue finding that drive, to keep yourself going, even when you see no proof or reason to continue. And that's what it takes to be a winner. That's it. The ability to just keep getting up more than anybody else. And I always liked to point out that teams that I've worked with or coached, that's just what we did. You didn't have to be the best all year long. You had to be the best at the right time. You had to find flow at the right time. You had to outlast mental struggles that other teams weren't looking at. And you had to know that it's about the long game, not the short one. And everybody wants to win the short game. But everybody actually wants to win the long game, the one that has the major payouts, right? Like you can win all the tournaments, but if you don't win the last one, do any of those matter? Not really. You can be undefeated the whole season long, but if you don't win the championship as a result of that undefeated record, does it really matter all that much? No, because it would always be undefeated with an asterisk. Undefeated, but didn't win a state title. Not champions. I don't like seasons that have asterisks. I don't want winnings that aren't the whole caboodle. Kit and caboodle, right? Like, we want the whole thing. We want it right. We want whatever we want. Not the settled version of that. Not the allowed version of that. Not what I could dream up and then went and got 25% of it because I was too scared to put my whole heart in to get the whole thing. So I protected myself. Nope. Not that. Full heart. And this is what greatness grounding helps with. Our ability and our willingness to outlast these seasons because... It is about the long game, the whole thing. The big things that you want, the small things that you want, they're all about your willingness and your ability to go get it done. To go just do it and keep showing up until it's done the way that you requested it be done by the universe. Ah. So my great thing is, Oh my gosh, yesterday was so blessed. Yesterday was photo shoot day for the rebrand of this work. And like, uh, it was the most delicious thing that I've ever done. I've never felt so loved and supported many times in the photographs. My eyes were just like 
glossing up and glossing over with tears because it it was overwhelming. It was like, holy crap. <laughs> I've never been in a place where it was necessary to have this amount of polish because we were actually in a place where we could believe we were deserving of that amount of polish, right? Of like a professional look and feel. What is this life? And so it was just really full circle and beautiful. And I can't wait to utilize these images um, because when I first started, it was just like, just throw something up there. And any of you who are starting something or any of you who have started something, you'll understand that none of that matters. Okay. Right now, my website, my everything is basically a wreck. And could we be doing a better job at that? Absolutely. And should we be? Absolutely. And so that rebranding is coming along with the book, which before that has to come imagery that supports that kind of work that ups the level of professionalism that this book and this podcast are all worth. But in the beginning, we couldn't, we couldn't believe that about ourselves. And so it's okay to just sort of shoestring it together and put something out there because something out there is better than nothing. And now at least we have a framework for what this is and what it's supposed to be and how we're supposed to show up and who cares, right? Then maybe someone went to your website and they were like, whoa, not for me. And maybe they'll go to your website two months from now and be like, whoa, this is for me. Never seen anything more for me in my life. And they could have been there just six months ago. We don't know and we don't really care. Because if you're following your own evolution, the flow of all of that just starts to come very naturally. And beautifully and rhythmically and it's all of these wonderful things and I'm just so grateful to have so many hands on me that could put me in a place where I felt as great as I felt doing all of this and I was really worried that throughout the day I would feel silly like really you're just taking your own pictures what is this senior pictures you loser and I never felt that way because I was just too cleaned up and too well-loved that day to have any of those thoughts come into my mind. Like, I felt like a bazillion dollars. And I can thank the wonderful hair people at Hinton Hue Salon on Main Street in Cedar Falls, Iowa. Morgan, the owner of that shop, um, went ahead and spun my hair into this beautiful, bountiful experience and existence of curls. And when we got in the car, my daughter was like, hey, you could have done that yourself. And I looked at her like, there is not a chance that I could have done any of that. <laughs> so, so grateful that someone that talented in their work was willing to put their hands on my work 
and be a part of that story, be a part of the evolution of this work, because one day we were just doing our hair ourselves and throwing up selfies. Um, and today we'll be putting up professional photographs that have professional hair and makeup and all the things. And there was a day where I dreamt of that. And there was also a day where I recognized that we weren't in that place to be asking for those things and be believing in them more importantly. And then I want to thank Dolled Up Studios, um, McKenna. Wow. Real. Oh, wow. Real M type vibes here. McKenna, who did all of my makeup, which it's hard because here I am going to get photos. And they are also in Cedar Falls on State Street. So both of the places like kitty corner from one another. It was wonderful. It took all of probably two hours to get everything done. And it was amazing. I was amazed. I still couldn't be more thankful for these humans who get, grow talent in these ways. Like there's not a chance that I could do any of these things myself. And I think the makeup is a challenge because I typically don't wear a lot of makeup, but obviously I knew that it was important to wear makeup on camera so that I didn't just wash completely out. There is a strategy to how you show up and appear in photographs. And so I needed someone to help with that. And she did the most amazing work, put things together that I could not have ever done on myself because I would have overdone it and made myself just look super makeup. And I don't know what she did, but I had a ton of makeup on. And when I look at the pictures, it just looks like a little bit nicer, more cleaned up version of me, but not an overdone, made up version of me. It was like, oh, there's a photo photo machine here. <laughs> what are the chances that I just came with my hair and makeup done for this event? Wow. And that's how it felt. Like it did not feel overly me. It felt like the perfect amount. So grateful for makeup and then photography done by Marcy Bergman, um, which yeah, Morgan McKenna, a Marcy, um, all had a part in helping with this day, helping professionalize what this look is going to be. And Marcy, ugh, if I could even get started, I don't even know where to begin, but she's just an amazing soul and human. And she had such a heart and clear intent for wanting to get this right. And she is driven and expert execution. Like she doesn't get things wrong and she is real consistent about how she does things. And even in all of my inconsistencies, like girl, sorry, rein it in. Um, she still showed up with this like loving heart for who I was and understood that we could have these conversations and she could say things to me. And it was, it was really amazing to work with someone so professional, to work with three people who are so professional and so skilled in their fields and to see all of their artistry contribute 
and bring my art to life like I could have never imagined. So that was yesterday. Photography is done and it feels surreal because like every part of this makes it one step more tangible and that is not lost on me. That continues to blow my mind and may forever blow my mind and I can't I I can't be more happy than what I feel right now. I'm sure that I will be at some point, but it's it's amazing. It's mind-blowing. It's done. Ugh. And it was such an amazing experience. And that's my great thing. And go ahead and ground yourself in your own greatness. So why, why with the photography and the rebrand and all of these things, it's kind of how we started this show. I knew when I started all of this work that it was about the long game. And so many people like want to just show up and win and they don't understand what it actually takes to win on a big stage or at a high level to set goals that are actually worth driving for. And I think a lot of us, right, go in with a scarce mindset and don't even attempt to show up for those things because they just discount themselves right at the bat. And what I've learned in having to push people beyond what they're accepting of themselves, um, not only in team environments, also in myself, right? And what I've learned is that it, it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. People want to believe that it does, or they want to take that first blow and then go, ah, ugh, better protect ourselves. And I think that we do it so automatically that we don't even notice that we're doing it, or at least that's kind of my hope, is that that's why this happens. <laughs> but for me, it's always just been about wearing that proudly on my sleeve and then also having the conversation afterwards that we came up show short and still being proud of being willing to show up fully for a dream of being willing to stand there and say that I came up short and I'm still going to show up and work for this. And I'm going to love myself even in the places where I didn't show up, even in the places where I came up short, I'm still going to show back up. And I know that we cower away from that a lot of times because that blow hurts. And every part of me just wanted to like leave volleyball forever because it was pride stained. You didn't make it. You're an embarrassment. And then even out of that spite, I still went back to it because I was like, no, I'm not. I'm going to prove that. And what I realized was that None of this happens in short amount of times. No amount of winning. And a lot of times 
winning can't really be the measure. And I think that that's where we get lost. And we look at people who have won and maybe we go, oh, well, they're just winners. And that's what they focus on. And I will tell you as someone who has won and as someone who is actively working on their process to put themselves back in a season of winning. It's about that in between. Yeah, like the stage is cool and the end result is cool. But if we're not in love with the in-between, then all of it would have been for naught. Because it won't repeat. We won't stay there. We won't even like staying there. Because we will have beaten ourselves into submission. We will have beaten ourselves into not liking it anymore. And then what's the point? Why even show up if we aren't in love with what we're doing? And I don't know, I've just been super complicated with this thought and this idea because of what Emery's going through right now and even being in my own place where we've been sitting and I wouldn't say stagnant, but we've been trying to figure out things and what may look like a season of loss feels like a season of rapid understanding. And so I don't even know that we we would, I guess to society we'll call it a season of loss, but to ourselves we'll call it a season of seasoning. We can't really understand winning if we haven't understood losing. If we haven't bitten our pride and said that we are not the best and that we do not know and so we need to come back and get better but when we stand there and act as if we know and act as if something has gone wrong or someone is out to get us or the refs are the reason that we lost or the whole game is rigged right that's just our scarcity this sort of ego umbrella that we put over ourselves in hopes that it'll protect our heart from really shining in its own truth and that's what i've worked really hard to let down it's like just let go of that it doesn't really protect you anyways the only thing it protects you from is going in with your full heart, which then protects you from ever really experiencing a win that's true to who you are. And then you're just sort of half-assing life forever. And I want more for us. I want us to be in here, ready to lose, ready to win, ready to accept whatever the universe has in store for us, and then proudly stand there knowing that we committed to a process, knowing that we committed to ourselves in this work of our dreams and being proud that that's where we got ourselves and knowing that we're not going to stop the work because the love is still there. We didn't beat it out of ourselves because we were like, nope, we got to win today. We got to win right now. If we don't win, it will, the work would have been worthless. No. So every day our job is to show up, to better understand, to commit to this process, to commit to this understanding. And I know that that gets hard. Because you'll boldly 
wear your heart on your sleeve. And because we do that, people think, especially a little bit weaker people in their work or people who are further behind where you maybe are, they think that it's okay to come in and just poke holes in that heart and tell you that it's wrong or tell you that you're dumb or tell you that, I don't know what they're going to say, that it's worthless. But it isn't worthless because you didn't win. It's worth it if, if you find it worth it. If you enjoy it. And I wrote about that in my book because uh, it's one of the more painful parts. It's like something that people are going to raise their eyebrows at you forever. What? Why would you do that? What are your credentials? Why? Why? What are you solving? Why are you here? That probably isn't going to work. You've gone insane. (laughs) And maybe all of these things are true. But still, wouldn't it be more fun to live in your own truth and existence? Wouldn't it be more fun to be a whole human than half of one? To find what is beautiful and wonderful in life than to find what's half that. And maybe you never get anywhere. And maybe I rebrand all of this website and we have all of the books and maybe that's all for naught. And I'll still be here doing this. Because I'll still love writing and expanding on ideas and coming back to the microphone every morning and working out my thoughts on life and what I'm experiencing and working through all of that. Because it all makes an impact with where we're going. And I'll still always understand that this is the long game. And while it's ever short... It's also ever long in the things that we want to do and the places that our hearts can go if we let them run wild for a little bit. And I'm not protecting myself and I'm not protecting the humans that surround me because I know that we're better with our whole hearts. And I know that when we come together and we make decisions that are true for ourselves and for our family and for Everyone that we touch, we just know that we end up in a higher place. Because even going after something with our full hearts and falling short is closer than selling ourselves short to begin with. Right? That's like... Just choosing the higher level for the pure sake of choosing the higher level. And then understanding that you're not too good to fall short even though you've chosen the higher level. And people will laugh at that. Like, well, what was the point of choosing the higher level? Why would you even dream that big, you audacious loser? Look at you go with your nothingness and your books. That's a big, bold thing to commit to. 
And I just go, yeah, wow, thank you for commenting. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it's always going to be more painful to just go after the things that set your heart on fire. And it's going to be more painful when you come up short. And my guess is if we've picked things that we feel really passionate about, we'll show up for more. Because it's like the good kind of hurt. You know, when they get real deep in a muscle and you're in a massage or I don't know what what else would be comparable to that. But when they get in there and you're like, oh, oh, oh but you know, right? That like they're going to get that knot out or whatever they're working on. And it's like the best kind of hurt. So you know that if you keep showing up for the process, it'll pay off. You know that if you make these decisions in the short run, they may be more painful, but in the long run, they'll lead to lasting results that forever carry into the human you're building here. And that's where we want to get. These like deep, entrenched things that we're working to rebuild in ourselves because that's the first season is like analyzing all of those truths that we've come to adopt and then letting them fall by the wayside if they don't fit. We can't be sure that all of the things that we've had put in our minds are true to us unless we openly reflect and review. And that open reflection, that open review process is of utmost importance because that's where we get better. And we can all laugh at people who are in seasons of loss and people who like dream so out loud and fearlessly that they are willing to just show up and say that they came up short because they know. They know that they'll get closer next season. They know that they're going to keep working at it. And those are people worth following. Not the ones who cower back and take the lesser option because it'll look shinier. Because it'll guarantee success that they know isn't real success. It isn't worth it. You're going to stand there and know that you'll forever be selling yourself short and not being willing to put yourself in the arena means that you don't ever get to have an opinion, right? Means that you'll probably forever stay. And that's why we don't need to get bogged down by these people because it's just like they're choosing to stay there. And they're likely choosing to judge you because they know that they would never be strong enough to put themselves in the position you've put yourself in. They probably have too much pride to lose like that. They're way too good. But I'll say... 
how do you even know you're good if you're not willing to play the best? You won't ever know. How do you even know that this is fitting for you if you're not willing to go at it with all of your heart? To choose things that light you up, how will you know? If we keep selling ourselves short of what that is, why? It's just worth putting it all out there and removing the ego that's assigned to this idea that we have to have it figured out or this idea that we have to have it perfectly polished before we do anything. Part of all of this is just figuring out the process so that you can make it better when it's ready to be. But do you have to know that when you start? Absolutely not. Sometimes the only way to actually know is to put yourself there and be strong enough to withstand all the losses that come with that. Because you know, as each wave hits you in the tsunami of season of loss, you know that you're building your strength. You know that you're building your process and you're building this level of belief in yourself that eventually becomes untouchable. Because these small waves, the little ones that are comments and whatever, are nothing compared to the big ones that you've already overcome. And so eventually those fall by the wayside and you just figure out your own vibration and you keep moving in that direction with your full heart and head intact. And we don't have to be distracted by the smaller ones. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us me, it's just me, out on <laughs> all of our socials. I post every day, uh, posts with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at The Death of a Dream, also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams, and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day.